Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Malo and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji's Ratu Kandavulevu School is on top of the rugby world. Attitude problems plagued the PNG Hunters and Vanuatu's cricketers are relegated. But first, Samoa's Rugby World Cup hopes face another major hit after World Rugby delayed their upcoming qualifiers. The Manu were scheduled to face Spain or Portugal in a home-and-away playoff next month for a place at next year's tournament. But the proposed fixtures will now take place in July or August while the governing body investigates an eligibility scandal engulfing European teams. Director of the Pacific Rugby Players' Welfare, Daniel Leo, says Samoa was not consulted about the change of date and now face not being able to pick their best players. The players are community to last and it's definitely been an issue for Pacific Rugby is actually that communication process with the players but uh, this isn't just a Pacific Rugby Union thing now, this is a, actually a World Rugby issue and you know it's, it's, it's not good enough. You know, the players deserve to, to, to be kept in the uh, in, in, in light, I, I can't remember when that game was played but you know this has been dragging on for, for, for months now um, and, and as I said it's, um, you know, it's, it's not good enough um, for a union that's you know, cash strapped and lacking resources, but we expect better of a world rugby who's a uh, you know got the resources to expect better of. When we had Tahiti against the Cook Islands, there was an investigation done. There was a decision made, and Tahiti were disqualified. Tahiti were disqualified, and so therefore the Cook Islands go through. Is it is it not possible to have something similar in this case where Spain could go through because they haven't done anything improper, or at least an investigation wrapped up a little bit more quickly, so Samoa, who are obviously due to play them, could you know have some certainty themselves. It's that process that's uh, it's been lacking. The fact that they replay that, they, that they're talking about replaying, you know, the match uh, between uh, Spain and Belgium um, is, is a farce because they didn't allow. You know, if they're, they're going to replay that match, then you know, in theory and, 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 and according to precedent, they should replay the uh, the Cook Islands versus Tahiti match. And, and, and uh, so it does. It reeks of double standards. And now it's having that knock-on effect of actually to a point where Samoa not, might not be able to put for their best team uh, for the for the rip charge playoff uh, against. So my worry and my concern is that World Rugby has always been in favour of the bigger markets of the Northern Hemisphere, sort of, you know, and really trying to trying to crack those markets and actually by being more lenient on, on, on those countries and not uh, not in favour of the Pacific Islands in exactly the same circumstances. Looking at Regulation 9, there is a line which says um, the right to release four matches shall apply to des- designated release events and it includes amongst those the Quadrennial Rugby World Cup Tournament and qualification matches. Now, this would obviously be a qualification match. So, does that apply, or does that not apply? Uh, it, would, it would apply, but uh, that's, that's the regulation in, in theory and, and in writing. 
but uh, reality is very different from that. You know, um, there will be pressure on these guys, regardless of whether they're legally allowed to be released for those games. There'll be pressure on on them by clubs to stay and to make that and to make that decision. It only takes one look from your coach in the, in the wrong way to know, you know, that you're treading on on, on thin ice. Um, and a lot of players won't want to be uh, won't want to put themselves in, into that position. Uh, I've been in that position myself, where where the clubs ask me, you know, to to, to think about playing playing for the Pacific Islands and, and somewhere in the past. And you know you want to you want to show loyalty to your club. If you know if, if you're off contract, say at the end of the season, and you show loyalty to them, you know to the club, you'd expect them to show loyalty to you back. If you're if you're asking for extra weeks off, and in this case extra months off, all of a sudden the clubs are asking questions about whether they resign you at the end of the year or not. Um, and, and no one wants to be in that situation. That's the reality, and Regulation Nine doesn't cover that. That's the director of Pacific Rugby Players Welfare, Daniel Leo. Fiji's Ratu Kanda Vulevu School is on top of the world after winning the Sanex World Youth Rugby Tournament in Japan. The Fiji schoolboys champions stunned New Zealand's Hastings Boys High School 35 points to 5 in the final, having earlier beaten Framesby High School from South Africa in the quarterfinals and Australia's St Augustine's College in the semis. The Fiji Secondary School's rugby union president, Sesereki Medikula, says it's a great achievement. It's not a surprise to us because... Because the team is um, is currently the uh, uh, the reigning champion of the under 17 grade from from last year, and uh, they have uh, they have been dominant in their zone, and they have proved them during the national finals that they are that they are very uh, that they are a very tough team to beat, and and because of that they won the tournament last year. We are hearing the news that we won the tournament. That's uh, uh, something that we that's not surprising to us because they have proved themselves to be a very good team. Because everyone in rugby knows how strong and how much talent Fijian rugby has. Uh, sometimes the challenge uh, in Fiji is, is keeping that talent uh, in Fiji. Uh, uh, I guess at schoolboy level, they're still there playing at, at schoolboy level. Do you, do you think this is a sign of... Um, you know, Fiji and rugby getting stronger in the future, or is this normal to have this sort of talent at that age? From the past few years, that uh, what's happening locally doesn't show well in the international when they move out. The results do not match what they're having uh, nationally. But what they have shown now is that they can perform nationally and both internationally. That is really positive to us, uh, showing us that we are in the right direction in trying to uh, match the um, the international benchmark. Mm-hmm. We went to New Zealand, we went to Australia last year, and uh, the under-18 schoolboy team had a very tough game with uh, New Zealand and Australia. We were really concerned because what was happening in the national did not show up in the international arena. What the Pratkonza uh, Wuleo boys has shown is that we are on the right track now. We are somehow doing the right thing because what happened in the national uh, competition maintained in the international uh, arena. So how many of that team would still be at school in 2018? I strongly believe uh, most of them will be still in the, uh, will, be, will, will still be in school this year because most of our grad ones are, will be 19 years old. So most of the under-18 will be also in the under-18. This year will definitely, there's a, there's, there's a high chance that they will still be in school. In terms of how this develops, um, you know, Fiji under-20s are currently in the second-tier Junior World Rugby Trophy. 
do you think that you know this sort of batch of players could perhaps take that next step? From FRU, uh, 80% of the players come through the uh, uh, secondary school uh, rugby competition. So expecting most of them to uh, participate in the in national under-20 in, uh, in the very near future. And uh, Setereki, I guess one of the things with Fijian players in, in, in the Pacific, because you don't have professional teams in the region as such, they tend to go offshore to earn a living if they're good enough in rugby. So uh, how do we make sure that the players in this school, in Ratu Kandu Valevu, or, or any other talented schoolboy players in Fiji, um, you know, get the right advice, have the right support around them, and you know their their talent is nurtured because I guess there'd be a lot of people around the world, a lot of clubs, a lot of teams that would be interested in those players. These Fijian schoolboys, they have a lot of passion for the game. Uh, money is, is something that is second to them, but the passion for the game is is there. Uh, what we are working at at the moment is trying to uh, to help them, to help their parents uh, understand the contract very well before they are engaged. What we are doing is we are advising uh, uh, coaches and managers and parents. Should their child be offered a contract, we would uh, recommend them to seek our advice, uh, explain the contract to them, get whoever is who, whoever is the representative of, of that club or whatever. Let just get things cleared before we engage the child. It'd be quite common, would it, for Fijian schoolboys to be approached or, or get offers from rugby league, rugby union, etc. Quite a lot have been have been given offers in uh, international clubs. A lot has been given. Unfortunately, some some went, and because they did not understand the the offer uh, the um, contract well, toward the end of the uh, contract, it seemed rather unfortunate. So we feel sorry for the boy. We feel sorry for the student. So what we're doing at the moment is, if you're able to identify uh, some students that have been given offer. We are advising the, whoever the parent is and the manager, team coach, if we could help them uh, discuss the contract before they get engaged. That's Fiji Secondary School's Rugby Union President, Setereki Merikula. Papua New Guinea Hunters Rugby League coach Michael Marum says attitude problems are behind the team's poor start to the season. The Hunters are the reigning Interest Super Cup champions, but have struggled to replicate their form in 2018, losing six of eight games, including four in a row. Michael Marum says the death of PNG Kumul's international Kato Otio during pre-season has also cast a long shadow over the team. This is the first time we've played all the way through until uh, from a big pre-season and then to be premiers and then working all the way through a World Cup campaign until November. So, and again, uh, it could be uh, uh, any effect in some way, but I'm not really thinking that's the case. You know, in, in a, with our senior players, we, we gave them enough time off. Uh, it's more of an attitude thing with our, with our uh, players right now. So yeah, after we lost a couple, you know, sometimes you can see when, you know, you're pushing them the training, they, they don't want to go that extra work, put that extra work in. You know? So they sometimes just slow down and you can understand where they come, you know, their body what they're probably thinking about. But, you know, the season uh, getting into the uh, middle part now is going to be really tough again. So, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement at training in the game, but also there's a lot of issues that probably affecting the, the players uh, outside football, you know, could be the families, mainly families here. Yeah. I know, I, I know you guys have had issues in the past. I think last year you had players that didn't want to or didn't turn up for training at, you know, at a various period there. So, you know, yeah, the team has obviously come back from difficult circumstances in the past. That's right. 
Yeah, no, I think what we, we need now is, just, you know, uh, I've asked the uh, chairman and the CEO to come in and, and join us for dinner and, you know, just, just see the balls and speak to us because right now, you know, you're losing games and, you know, you're the only, I'm the only one spending time with the players, uh, you know, in change room after match, before games, you know, traveling away with them and uh, training and everywhere else. So we need to get this, uh, you know, our big uh, uh, bosses to, you know, just so some, you know, come back into it, you know, uh, see us, you know, feel uh, what we're going through. And also, you know, uh, you know, the boys might turn around and tell them a few things they've probably been hiding or something like that, yeah. So we're still very early into the season, or we're seven games into the season, or eight games into the season now. Uh, are, are you confident this team will be able to make the finals? Yeah, we, 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 uh, we, we're quite confident of uh, uh, the players coming back after next weekend. Uh, we've got the, uh, a lot of experienced players coming back, but, you know, uh, it has to start the training, so... Uh, We'll be confident we can we can turn around and you know make the finals. But in order for us to do that, we you know we're looking at winning all our home games and including a few of the away, remaining game, away, games away. Because that was such a strength for the team last season, winning on the road. But you haven't been able to do it this year. Yeah, no, we we we, we struggled uh, all throughout, and there was a lot of calls for us to bring back all the old players coming back in. But, you know, all the old players have gone and, you know, they've taken up studying or, you know, they're trying to look for employment elsewhere. You know, they're not even playing uh, uh, with the local club. So, you know, we, we can't just turn around and get, get them back in because even if we had a full squad from last year, we, we would still be struggling right now because, you know, players just seem to, uh, you know, think they're, they are, they're champions and, and they don't want to put in the extra effort. You know, they're, not, they're not committed to uh, doing any extra stuff. When you ask them to do a, a bit more stuff, they they kind of and just you know walk away and stuff like that. So, are you seeing that from the young players, the new players? Are they hungry, or is it just that they're inexperienced, or are they watching the older yeah, players? The, 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 the younger players are probably you know we offered you know already given out ten debutants this year. Uh, you know what I see, they're not hungry enough. You know, or it's the senior players that are in the side that have been there before and not leading the way. And, and that's a, a really big problem for me and the coaching team. And we try to uh, talk to them and, you know, sit them down together. Uh, but, you know, you can see them talk once and then they get off and they do their own thing. Uh, you finish a training session and someone's supposed to be uh, just doing a rehab stuff and it's already on the road running around and doing this and staying up late, that sort of thing, and running around with family. And, yeah, like I said, there's just, uh, you know, overall uh, big attitude problems. So uh, that's just need to be sorted out really soon. That's the PNG Hunters Rugby League coach, Michael Merrim. Vanuatu have been relegated from World Cricket League Division 4 despite finishing with back-to-back wins in Malaysia. The Melanesian side finished level on points with fourth-placed Jersey but were bumped down into the relegation spot on net run rate. Coach Shane Dietz, who hit the winning runs in their final match against Denmark, was proud of the way his young team grew throughout the week. Yeah, we keep doing it in most competitions. We come come home uh, with a wet sail right at the end, so we need to get off to a better start. But, um, yeah, I think uh, first time at this level, it was a bit of a surprise, I think, the standard to the boys the first few games. And once we got a bit of confidence and realised that we are good enough to play at this level, you know, we started playing our best cricket. But uh, I think um, all in all, I say lots of positives and, you know, we beat a team, Bermuda, who was in the World Cup 10 years ago. So that's a really big scout for, you know, Vanuatu cricket. Yeah, and then I think, you know, in the first few games, you, you struggled to get a, a you know, a 
big total with the bat. You know, you weren't able to bat out the overs, but, you know, obviously against Denmark in your final match, they're uh, 238 off 49.1. It's a to chase them down that's a that's a pretty strong total that's batting out your 50 overs um did you do you feel there was that progress throughout the week yeah and the, f- the first game we played at um the university ground which is brand new and even today the it was uganda got 90 in bold jersey out for 80 it was a very tough wicket so batting 50 overs on that pitch in any day was going to be a tough ask um so we had two games there which didn't really help the cause um but yeah when Kinrara, the main oval, is a beautiful batting wicket, and we batted the 50 overs there and posted a good total uh, yesterday. So that shows that we can play uh, the 50 overs out and do, you know, post a good total on a good wicket. So what would you say was the biggest learning curve for the team, and um, um, and, and what was the most satisfying thing? I think the biggest learning curve was uh, just having the self-belief that we're good enough to be at this level. Um in Division Five, we've played played some good cricket last year, but they're coming up here against you know, teams like Bermuda in World Cups and other teams have been up to Division Two before. Just having that self belief that we are actually good enough to compete with them and beat them, so that was definitely the biggest positive we'll take out of that moving forward. That you know, on the world stage, we can compete with anyone. Um, and what what about yourself? Obviously, this was new for you to you know go from coach to player coach and. Obviously, to play at international level, um, you talked about the preparation you had and what you had to do to get into the team. Uh, were, were you confident out there? How do you feel about your performance as a you know fifty there, a, a six to win the game? So, a couple of key innings. Yeah, I was I was happy with my own form. Um, I don't think I was enjoying playing cricket as much as I used to. Uh, it was pretty tough work, but I just wanted to help the team and try to to lead on the field as well as off the field, which I've been doing as the coach, but be able to get out in the middle and lead on the field uh, was was good experience for myself and I think the boys really enjoyed it and I love being out in the middle with the boys in the heat of the battle. It was great to see and you know got to see another side of the boys and they probably saw another side of me which <clears throat> has made our um, working relationship even better I think moving forward. Where to from here then? Obviously um, you know fifth and sixth go down to Division 5. Do we know when a Division 5 is or, or what the next chance opportunity is yeah we don't really know what's happening next um i guess that will come out in the next few weeks but for our t20 we play our world cup qualifiers in august in fiji so our preparation for that will start as soon as we get home and that needs to be a big tournament hopefully we can progress further in that that format and there should be a format that we're probably suited to so looking forward to that challenge that's the Vanuatu cricket coach Shane Deeds, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.